Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, January 6th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a podcast dedicated to prayer, devotion, scripture reading, and Bible study. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. There's a lot of great listening over there. A uh, wide, wide variety of topics, all covered from a, uh, from a Christian worldview. There's over 60 well-curated podcasts there. Um, again, great listening over there. I will guarantee you, you get on, if you get on over there, you're going to find yourself something to listen to. And there's a real good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in. All right. Well, it is Saturday, so we're just going to be doing our Bible reading for today and some devotions. So let's go ahead and jump straight in. We're going to open up with the seventh day morning prayer from Valley Vision. It's called God's Good Pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The Almighty Instructor, teach us to live to thee. The Light Dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. And our morning devotion for today is from... Uh, from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, the text for it is from 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. It is a happy way of soothing sorrow when we can feel, he careth for me. Christian, do not dishonor religion by always wearing a brow of care. Come, cast your burden upon your Lord. You are staggering beneath a weight which your father would not feel. What seems to you a crushing burden would be to him but as the small dust of the balance. Nothing is so sweet as to lie passive in God's hands, and know no will but his. O child of suffering, be thou patient. God has not passed thee over in his providence. He who is the feeder of sparrows will also furnish you with what you need. Sit not down in despair. Hope on, hope ever. Take up the arms of faith against a sea of trouble, and your opposition shall yet end your distresses. There is one who careth for you. His eye is fixed on you, his heart beats with pity for your woe, and his hand omnipotent shall yet bring you the needed help. The darkest cloud shall scatter itself in showers of mercy. The blackest gloom shall give place to the morning. He, if thou art one of his family, will bind up thy wounds and heal thy broken heart. 
doubt not his grace because of thy tribulations, but believe that he loveth thee as much in seasons of trouble as in times of happiness. What a serene and quiet life might you lead if you had if you would lead providing I'm sorry. What a serene and quiet life you might lead if you would leave providing to the God of Providence. With a little oil in the cruse and a handful of meal in the barrel, Elijah outlived the famine, and you will do the same. If God cares for you, why need you why need you care too? Can you trust him for your soul and not for your body? He has never refused to bear your burden. He has never fainted under their weight. Come then, soul, have done with fretful care, and leave all thy concerns in the hand of a gracious God. All right, well, our reading for today, sorry, let me pop up the right tab. Our reading from today is uh, Genesis 13 from verse 5 through the end of the chapter, then Genesis 14 and 15, uh, Matthew 5 verses 27 through 48, Psalm 6, and Proverbs 1 verses 29 through 33. So Genesis 13, starting verse 5. Now Lot, who was going with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. And the land could not sustain them while living together, for their possessions were so abundant that they were not able to live together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. Now the Canaanite and the Perizzite were living then in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If to the left, then I will go to the right, or if to the right, then I will go to the left. Then Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the valley of the Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before Yahweh destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of Yahweh, like the land of Egypt as you go to Zoar. So Lot chose for himself all the valley of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed eastward, thus they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived in the cities of the valley and moved his tents as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were evil and sinners, exceedingly so, against Yahweh. And Yahweh said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and to your seed forever. And I will make your seed as the dust of the earth, so that if anyone can number the dust of the earth, then your seed can also be numbered. Arise, walk about the land through its length and breadth, for I will give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and came and lived by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron. And there he built an altar to Yahweh. Genesis 14 And it happened in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariat, king of Elisar, Jedorlamer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goim, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these came as allies to the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Now for twelve years they had served Chedorlamor, but the thirteenth year they rebelled. So in the fourteenth year, Chedorlamor and the kings that were with him came and struck the Rephaim, and Ashtaroth Kamaim, I'm sorry, Ashtaroth Karnaim, and the Zuzim in Ham, and the Imim in Shaveh Kiriathaim, and the Horites in their, in their Mount Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. 
Then they turned back and came to in Mishpat, that is Kadesh. And they struck all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who were living in Hazazan Tamar. And the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adma and the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, came out and they arranged themselves for battle against them in the valley of Sidim against Chedorlamur king of Elam, and Tidal king of Goim, and Amraphel king of Shinar, and Ariot king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, and they fell into them, but those who remained behind fled to the hill country. Then they took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food supply, and departed. They also took Lot, Abraham's I'm sorry, Abram's nephew, and his possessions, and departed. Now he was living in Sodom. Then a fugitive came and told Abram the Hebrew. Now he was dwelling by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner, and, there, and these were in a covenant with Abram. So Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, and he let out his trained men, born in his house, 318 in number, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his men against them by night, he and his servants, and struck them and pursued them as far as Hoba, which is north of Damascus. And he brought back all the possessions, and he also brought back his relative Lot with his possessions, and also the women and the people. Then after he came back from striking down Chedorlamur, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was a priest of God Most High. Then he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Then he gave him a tenth of all. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give the people to me, but take the possessions for yourself. Then Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to Yahweh God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread of a sandal strap or anything that is yours. I'm sorry, a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, so that you would not say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre, let them take their share. Genesis 15 After these things, the words of Yahweh came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram, I am a shield to you. Your, sh your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, O Lord Yahweh, what will you give me, as I go on being childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given no seed to me, behold, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of Yahweh came to him, saying, This one will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body, he shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and number the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your seed be. Then he believed in Yahweh, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am Yahweh who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess it. And he said, O Lord Yahweh, how may I know that I will possess it? So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, and a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him, and split them into parts down the middle, and laid each part opposite the other, but he did not split apart the birds. Then the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. Now it happened that when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. Then God said to Abram, 
know for certain that your seed will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and they will be enslaved and mistreated four hundred years. But I will also judge the nation to whom they are enslaved, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation you will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. Now it happened that the sun had set, and it was very dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. On that day Yahweh cut a covenant with Abram, saying, To your seed I have given this land, from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. The Kenite and the Kenizzite and the Kadmonite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Rephaim and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Girgashite and the Jebusite. All right, Matthew 5, verse 27 through 48. You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. But if your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off and throw it from you, for it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Now it was said, Whoever sends his wife away, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the ancients were told, You shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your statement be, yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your garments, your garment also. And whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. All right. Psalm 6. For the choir director with stringed instruments, according to the Shemineth, a psalm of David. O Yahweh, do not reprove me in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Yahweh, for I am pining away. Heal me, O Yahweh, for my bones are dismayed, and my soul is greatly dismayed. But you, O Yahweh, how long? Return, O Yahweh, rescue my soul. Save me because of your loving kindness, for there is no remembrance of you in death and Sheol, who will give you thanks. I am weary with my sighing. Every night I make my bed swim. I flood my couch with my tears. 
My eye has wasted away with grief. It has become old because of all my adversaries. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for Yahweh has heard the sound of my weeping. Yahweh has heard my supplication. Yahweh receives my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and greatly dismayed. They shall turn back. They will suddenly be ashamed. And finally, Proverbs 1, verses 29 through 33. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of Yahweh. They were not willing to accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. So they shall eat of the fruit of their way and be satisfied with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall dwell securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. All right. That is our reading for the day. And let's see, we are going to do, so our, our uh, devo evening devotion, the, the closing devotion, I guess, more or less, for today is from um, Drawing Near, as we've been doing from MacArthur's Devotional Bible, and it is the one for January 6th. So the title for it is Identifying with Christ, and the text is from Ephesians, Ephesians 1.3. God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, which is the same one for the last couple of days. But let's see. So the sub subheading here is Christianity isn't simply a belief system. It's a whole new identity. Many people mistakenly believe that one's religious preference is irrelevant because all religions eventually lead to the same spiritual destination. Such such thinking is sheer folly, however, because Scripture declares that no one comes to God apart from Jesus, John 14, 6. He is the only source of salvation, Acts 4, 12, and the only one powerful enough to redeem us and hold us secure forever, John 10, 28. Every Christian shares a common supernatural union with Christ. Paul said, He who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. We are in him and he is in us. His life flows through us by his spirit who indwells us. Romans 8, 9. As a non-Christian, you are in bondage to evil. Romans 8, 30. And, I'm sorry, 3, uh, 10 through 12. Enslaved to the will of Satan. 1 John 5, 19. Under divine wrath. Romans 1, 38. Spiritually dead. Ephesians 2, 1 and 4, 17 and 18. And without hope. Ephesians 2, 12. But at the moment of your salvation, a dramatic change took place. You became a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, alive in him, Ephesians 2.5, enslaved to God, Romans 6.22, and a recipient of divine grace, Ephesians 2.8. When you came to Christ, you were delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the... Oh, sorry, i got to turn a page here. <clears throat> to the kingdom of God's beloved Son, Colossians 1.18. You now possess his righteousness, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and share in his eternal inheritance, Romans 8.16 and 17. All these blessings and many, I'm sorry, all those blessings and many more are yours because you are in Christ. What a staggering reality. In a sense, what he is, you are. What he has, you have. Where he is, you are. When the Father sees you, he sees you in Christ and blesses you accordingly. What others see you, I'm sorry, when others see you, do they see Christ in you? Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5.16 Suggestions for Prayer Thank God for his marvelous grace in taking you from spiritual death to spiritual life in Christ. 
ask him for wisdom and discernment to live this day for his good pleasure. All right. Well, thank you for spending this time this morning with me. Um, I, I continue to pray that the, our time in the scripture helps us all to be more saturated in the scripture as we need to be. That's that's how we learn, how we grow, how we're shaped um, and and how we truly, you know, like like uh, MacArthur's devotion talked about when others see you, do they see Christ? Well, this is part of the way that, that we are shaped and formed so that our walk looks more and more like the walk of Christ. So I would pray that that is so for all of us. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend. Um, I, I definitely pray that you would worship with the saints. Um, if you can't physically, please join us on our live stream. We live stream on Facebook at Vail Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter at at VVB Church. Um, and let's see, I'm sorry, I want to, I forgot to look this up again. Um, but I do want to tell you, um, and if you're up in the, if you're, if you happen to be, if you're a listener and you happen to be up in the Casa Grande or around the Casa Grande, Arizona area, um, a brother in Christ, um, P Pastor Gabe Hughes, um, he and his wife, Becky and their family have just moved there. Um, I think he's been there a couple months now or a month, month or a couple of months. Um, he just took over Providence Reformed Baptist Church in Casa Grande, Arizona, um, but he, he's also, um, pastored in Kansas and in Texas. So, and, and he's somebody I listen to every day. I, I truly listen to every day and I'm, I'm very much blessed by he and his wife both. Um, and, and truthfully, um, Tara and I have been trying to communicate, have been communicating with Becky, trying to figure out, um, since we don't communicate directly with Gabe cause he's so busy and he's got so much going on, but trying to organize with them so we can, we can go up there and we can get together and have dinner and stuff. But again, um, if you're in that area and you don't have a church, um, or you've got one you're concerned about, um, I would definitely encourage you to go sit under Pastor Gabe. Um, it is definitely worth your while. All right. Well, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. Let's go ahead and close out in prayer. We're going to close out with the seventh day evening prayer. It's called future blessing. Let's pray. Oh Lord God, there is no blessing we implore, but thou art able to give hast promised to give, hast given already to countless multitudes, all unworthy and guilty like ourselves. Make us willing to receive the supply of our need from thy bounty. To this end, convince us of sin. Soften our hard hearts to bewail our folly, ingratitude, pride, unbelief, rebellion, corruption. Through the law may we die to the law, then look with wonder, submission, delight to the provision thou hast made for the glory of thy name in the salvation of sinners. Give us a hope that makes us not ashamed, a love that excites to holy obedience, a joy in thee that is our strength, a faith in thy Son who loved us and died for us. May we persevere in duty when not fully conscious of thee. Wait upon thee and keep thy way. Be humble and earnest suppliance at thy feet. Live continually as on the brink of eternity. Let us be at thy disposal for the duties and events of life. Submit our preferences to thy wisdom and will. Resign our enjoyments, if thou shouldst require it, as our absolute proprietor and best friend. In our unworthiness and provocations, make us grateful for the means of grace and the ordinances of religion, and teach us to profit by them more than we have done. Help us to be in the Spirit on the Lord's day, to enter upon the Sabbath mindful of its solemnities, duties, privileges, setting all things worldly aside while we worship thee. May we know the blessedness of men whose strength is in thee, and in whose hearts are the highways to heaven. Amen.
All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. God bless.